Hi, welcome to Unrepresented, a podcast series that identifies and explores issues of representation through media, technology, public leadership, business, nonprofits, and much more. In this episode, we're excited to bring it home and discuss Latinitas programs, but specifically our upcoming EcoChica conference. The EcoChica conference is a one-day event on sustainability, innovation, and social enterprise open to all girls and non-binary students between the ages of 9 and 14. Through interactive workshops and educational sessions, attendees will gain valuable knowledge and skills that will help them become effective environmental advocates and entrepreneurs. We'll be exploring everything it takes to create Latinitas programs and how they can empower young girls and create the next courageous leaders. So mark your calendars for April 29th, 2023, and join us as we delve into this exciting topic on Unrepresented. I'm Camila de Jesus. And I'm Frankie Alanis. Today, we are joined by Beatrice Castillo, our programs manager, Mia Gomez-Reyes, our programs coordinator, Alondra Adime, our communications coordinator, and Ashley Guerra, our development coordinator. Beatrice, uh, can you give us a little brief um, overview of the organizations and the clubs and just everything that we do? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, thank you, Camila and Frankie, for having us. This is really exciting. Um, so here at Latinitas, we delve into a lot of different things. Um, as you guys mentioned, like our main priority is to empower all girls and non-binary students ages 9 all the way to 18 through media and technology programs. Um, we have our conferences um, that we'll talk a little bit about more later, all about entrepreneurship and tech exploration. We have our after-school clubs all over Austin and some in San Antonio. We have Camp Latinitas, which is our summer programming as well. We have five weeks of those. They're also coming up with different themes, such as film, uh, entrepreneurship, um, healthy living, a game, um, and... And yeah, those are all most of them. Um, we also have um, a lot of different programmings for our parents. Um, it is Tech Familia, which is um, we partner with a lot of the libraries here in Austin. Uh, we do workshops once a month, all about tech ex- exploration as well. And then we do Padres Digitales, which is uh, focused for our parents. We um, focus on tech lit- literacy. We understand that Latinitas, we want to really focus on our girls, but we also really um, I want to empower our parents as well. Yeah, we have a lot of programs going on all year round. I feel like Latinitas is like, we never stop. There's always something. Uh, But yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely been like, kind of hearing all that we do. It's like, wow. Like we don't take a step back and really like look at everything. Yeah, for sure. I think like we're always planning for a conference or a program and we're already thinking um, like ahead right now, for example, for Ico Chica, we're already planning um, our Camp Latinita. So it's, there's always something. So kind of into that, like, can you walk us through like what are the stages of planning for like our conferences, like Ico Chica, for instance? Yeah, for sure. Um so for all of our conferences, there's two of them that in the past couple of years we've been able to um, showcase. One of them is Startup Chica, um, also kind of Eco Chica, which is all about entrepreneurship, and then Future Chica, which is about tech exploration. So we typically start to plan around four months ahead, if not more. Um, we always get with the programs team with Mia, who's our coordinator, um, and then we come up with a theme. Um, what's 
substitute that we want to be creating uh, this semester, the spring semester, the fall semester? Uh, what is something that we think our audience is going to want to join um, and be excited to be part of? So for this, for the spring 2023, we're deciding on Eco Chica. Uh, and that comes from I was already doing a couple of startups, which is a day where girls create their own business. Um, we thought it was very interesting, but we wanted to add some flair and make it more exciting. Um, so that's where Eco Chica comes from, which is all about sustainability. So first it's, it's we have the theme, we have our date, and we look for a venue. Um, and for a venue, we have to go out there and look for it. We partner a lot with organizations here in Austin, and we were, we're really grateful that we were able to partner with Atlassian for Eco Chica. They have a great space on the east side, and they're letting us use it to bring our students in. Um, it's also really great for them to come and be able to explore like what does a tech space look like and maybe see themselves there from like 15 years. Uh, so that's really important. We really try to think about everything when it comes to that because I think it's really important. So that's another thing. Uh, the next step is meet Mia, the coordinator for the conferences, they have to build their committee. So the committee starts meeting like three months ahead. Um, like Mia and I get together, we have our plan, we have our schedule, we have everything that we, we wanna accomplish within those three months. And we start asking all of our partners and our volunteers um, to join our committee. And for that, we really try to uh, invite people that have very different backgrounds. So they can be somebody in the communications um, area that can help, help Alondra or with development that can help Ashley. But yeah, like the committee is a lot of volunteers, but also a lot of like Latinita staff. Um, and we meet once a, once a week through the whole three months and we start planning little accomplishments within those weeks, trying to come up with a communications plan, um, trying to um, just get Get those people in, those students in, how can we reach those audiences, especially because all of our students and our parents can be um, Spanish speaking only. So that's one of the things that we really tried to focus on. And I'm sure alumni can touch base on a lot of like what the communications plan that we do. But yeah, it's it takes a lot of people <laughs> um, to, to create this event. What do you think is the biggest challenge when it comes to like the planning stage? Of? I think the biggest challenge, hmm, I would say um, it really is trying to get our audience to come to the conference um, because I think Latinitas is a really great product and I think the conferences are really amazing. Um, not me being biased, but <laughs> I think they're really awesome. Um, and I think we do uh, produce like a really good quality programming. Uh, but like I mentioned, a lot of the families might not be as like tech savvy or might not be like on Instagram or maybe they'll just on Facebook or um, they don't know how to register for things or they don't know that they're out there. So it's um, one of their big things is how can we promote it and have our students come to our conferences? How can we reach those parents um, and let them know the value that we have and the value that we can provide to their stu students like uh, moving forward. So. 
I think it's, again, it takes a lot of us, a lot of tabling, a lot of promotion, trying to figure out where we can find them and just let them know that we're here and what our purpose is. That's awesome. So how does development and engagement help when it comes to like going into like the funding part of it? Yeah, well... Ashley, I think development and uh, you guys help so much. I think there's like a huge part of it. Um, I think they, first of all, we need sponsors for all of our conferences or any programming that we have. Um, we have to, um, I know Ashley can probably touch a little bit more on that, but on the programming side, like, I mean, at the end of the day, we, we need the money, we need the funding to be able to have the people that can do these jobs and come help us out be and also be able to provide programming at a low cost for our students um, because there can be conferences for our students but i mean they can be very expensive they can be like 200 300 for a conference and that's not what we are we're about we we want to be able to provide these programmings for our students and not have money be like a burden or be something that impedes them from coming. But I don't know, Ashley, if you want to like touch more based on that, you're the expert. <laughs> yes, I think what's what's really great about programs is they set a really solid foundation for this programming. So what development does is basically take everything that they've created, the curriculum, the layout, the um, just everything that entails like startup or any of our programs is really being able to kind of put it in a really nice, <laughs> a really nice presentation format of saying, these are all of our programs. These are what they do for our community. These are the goals that we're trying to reach for our students and being able to share that with our partners that really already have such a, a soft spot for our programming and want to just get involved and find a way to help that's really you know it, our mission is always kind of speaking to so many different variety of people yeah it's it's so easy to just kind of like say this is what we're doing and how we're doing it for our community but programs really lays that really um, solid foundation for us to kind of spread the word out there so yes funding is super important sponsorships are and contributions to our our programming is really important and i think also trying to find a way to have them engaged not just for one particular program but just for all of the varieties that we have throughout the year that's also really important kind of hard to you know put everything together you know we we don't see that we don't see all of everything that goes into it so it's like kind of wild um so when it comes to like the speakers like what comes what what is it that you're looking for in the speakers that we showcase um i think you can you can definitely add on to this mia but um i think when we started building the conferences one of the main things that we wanted is for them to be latinx um and um if possible latinas we really want it because we serve like uh, mostly girls and non-binary students i really really wanted um them to be the speakers because i think it's very important that the girls um see themselves like in, in those people and in those professions um so yeah that's that's kind of like the main i don't want to say criteria but like the main thing that we look for um mia if you want to add to that a lot of what the girls and our students really, really love, too, is, like, hearing people's stories and getting to know them. Like, it's great to learn about careers, and it's great to learn about tech and business and all of those cool assets that we're, like, telling them about. But they love the personal aspect, too, of, like, knowing where these people came from and what their story was and what their childhood was like and what their teenagehood was, because it kind of 
for them, it feels like they're the only ones in the world with these problems and these issues. And it helps remind them that like, they're not alone. And that they can do all of the things that they want to do. Um, and that's usually like their favorite part is getting to know these really, really cool like women and speakers that we invite um, and really bonding with them over like shared understandings and like seeing themselves and being like, okay, we have this shared experience. And so I can do anything that I want to do because they did it too. I'd also like to add that that is like the representation is really what matters in our programming and like Mia was saying it's also that personal aspect so we're not inviting you know a CEO of a company to talk about what that company does day to day and what his like or her um you know day to day looks like but it's also just talking about like where they came from how they learned about tech how they learned about um their particular like role and what kind of prompted them to get there and also kind of maybe enticing the girls to learn um about you know pursuing higher education in that field and really kind of like tracking it back to going into those sectors that are very um, you know male dominated and you know there's not a lot of representation so um, that's really the heart of what we do is being able to have a lot of members in our community just talk about you know where they came from how they got there and even if I were to tell the students my role of saying I'm a development coordinator they don't know what that is so being able to communicate that in a way that helps them understand like that there's so many different possibilities it's not just you know this or that there's just like a broad range of all of those opportunities out there that they are so welcome to to explore and it's not limited yeah, going back to what Ashley mentioned um, about like if she goes and tells them about their career, one of the things that I remember at uh, one of the my, the very first conferences that I did, um, we were like in the middle of it and we were doing like a like the activity, like the midday activity, and this girl comes, this little girl comes up to me, and she was like who did this like who like who's like in charge of this um and i was like me like i did it and then just her face like lit up and i was like oh like it just i think that's always gonna stay with me because i was it's so stressful (laughs) and that day you're so stressed out because it's a lot it's a lot of like coordinate and like I mentioned earlier, it takes like three or four more four months to create this. So kind of like seeing her little face light up and and kind of like know that she could do this eventually or like there's things like this. Like I think just wherever I go, I'm going to remember that. Um, and it just it stayed with me and it really gave me energy <laughs> to keep going and keep doing what I'm doing. And it kind of like puts you over like, oh, like we're doing this for them. And um, it's so nice to see it. So it was really it was really special. <laughs> yeah, I think that's always the fun part is hearing the speakers every time. Like you, I learned so much from them. Like I end up learning like like feeling empowered after and I'm just like wow like imagine if I had this when I was like I imagine me being in their shoes you know like it's crazy um it's like revolutionary for you who's like you're in your 20s already have your career established yeah like living your life already like how how can it really change someone who like hasn't even gotten there yet and doesn't know what all the paths that they could take it's really cool I agree. I remember my first like conference was Startup San Antonio 
and it was just I don't know I felt like I was healing like some sort of like inner child in me because like I saw all these students who like look like me and then they were listening to these you know women and like these fields that I like never had the opportunity to like really explore until I got to college and it just like you know I like left that day like kind of teary-eyed because I was like this is just so awesome because like all these students are gonna like go home and like just like go throughout the rest of their life knowing that they like one day could be up there like be a speaker or something like that and it's just like I don't know it was like healing for me personally that's crazy that's awesome I love it um so it, it's <clears throat> how do y'all stay organized like I know there's a lot a lot of google docs a lot of um, <laughs> a um lot of understatement. Uh, Excel docs. a lot of the understatement of the year um it's like a whole folder with more folders that has other docs that has folders that are it's a lot of stuff um, but ultimately, Beatriz kind of, like, built this really cool, like, schedule that, like, lays out every month and everything that we try to do. Mm-hmm. That way we can always recreate the kind of efficiency of a conference. That kind of, like, really helps keep you on track of, like, look, you kind of, since we picked the venue first and the date first, it, that's how essentially we go backwards. So we do, we pick that day and then just make everything backwards so it's like okay if this is the day four weeks before all of these things need to be done so that's how you like track your like calendar and you keep kind of like deadlines quote unquote like on track um because ultimately like the closer you get to the conference the less there is for you to do in theory because now it's just like kind of a waiting game so like right now we're getting really really close it's going to be essentially a month um as we're recording this and so it's like a lot of it is just kind of a waiting game hoping that students sign up and just letting the day come because that's kind of how we keep ourselves ready with that like schedule of knowing knowing our dates which again get face like is basically the person who like built that whole system and we just use it <laughs> that makes sense i mean beatrice you've been doing this for two years now all right little over yeah <laughs> it was two and a half yeah i think we had to build a lot of systems uh, and i'm glad to hear that it's they're working for me yeah, so that's really awesome but yeah we had to like kind of start and see i feel like my very first one was just kind of the trial run and see kind of what worked and what didn't and then we went and built the dashboard and um now we're able to just kind of like um have the conference and know what's coming up and just tweak little things here and there um and just make it make it better um I feel like Amia has really brought in like her own energy into it and um yeah you just continue to make it hopefully better <laughs> for the students I'm sure it's gonna be awesome mm-hmm. I agree <laughs> but okay now we're gonna switch gears and talk about Marketing and production. So I want to hear from Alondra, Frankie as well, which is why I'm reading this part so we can talk to you, Frankie, Um, and all of you guys, because, okay, so we have the concept, right? Like we're making, we have the location, we have the ideas. Once the concept is solidified, I don't know who answers this first, but when does marketing begin and where? Is it social media? Is it creating the logo? Is it the colors? Is it, and where does that even start? I want to hear all of it. Yeah. So when, yeah. So when I started, like, I think like logos and colors are kind of have already been solidified. So I was just like given 
a logo already and just kind of work with that. Um, this is like the first conference that I started from like the very beginning. Um, so I think I was really lucky that um, me and I got together and we're just like, what do we want everything to look like? And we kind of just went from there. We have a really great graphic designer, Miranda, who literally just makes everything that's in my head come to life. Um, so that's really, really fun because I sometimes I just send her like a big old long Slack message and a bunch of pictures I find on Pinterest. And I'm like, can you make this? I'm like, I hope it makes sense. And the other day I was talking to her and she's like, it's so funny how you always tell me, I hope it makes it makes sense because it does make sense. And I'm like, well, I'm so glad it made sense to you, Miranda, because I just talk in a bunch of gibberish sometimes. Um, but I think this uh, conference in specific has been a lot of fun for me personally, because um, I've just been, I especially with like Frankie and I, we've been able to just really work together to see how we can make it more fun, um, just when it comes to like videos and concepts. Um, I think we've had a lot of fun with like TikToks in particular, and just sharing those as reels as well. And I've seen how that has gained a lot of traction. Um, so I don't know if you want to expand a little bit more on that, Frankie. I mean, yeah, um, TikToks have been, like, my saving grace, honestly. They're so entertaining, like, because we're always on TikTok, like, all of us. Whether we like it or not, it's 90 minutes a day, you know, that they're saying that 150 billion users, whatever, or 150 million? I don't know. It's just learning which ones are going to get that attention, you know. And other things, too, like, I think the one thing that we noticed was short video does very well where we don't have to think about anything it's just like really quick and i did i remember i did one that it was it was just like a 15 second video and it blew up it did like a thousand views and i was just like okay yeah tiktoks are they're fun and i like to it's funny it's funny to like interact with y'all and like be like hey like look at this idea you know like i think i made one the bomb ta bomb ta past what is it, bomb tastic eye side eye Fantastic side eye. Yeah, that was a good one. Bombastic, yeah. That one is so good. Bombastic. But yeah, I was, I was just going to mention, I think this uh, conference was really interesting to see too, because when we announced it, we got a lot, a lot of engagement. And I think it was because it was something new that we haven't done before. So it was just something fresh to people's eyes. And that was a good opportunity for me because I was like, oh, like this is new. We can make like take it a whole different direction than we have previously and I, I mean I've seen those numbers grow um, like in engagement grow so I know it's working um, so I think I'm learning a lot through this conference in specific to see like what I want to like do like in the next conference or like even like during camp um, and things like that um, like especially just because like the demographics are so different on each platform um, and like TikTok is so new still. In um, the other day we posted this TikTok and like our students actually commented on it and like tagged all their friends on it. And they're like, we got to sign up besties or something like that. And that was just like, so that was so cute. That's what and, like, I was going to talk about. Yeah. TikTok is like for the oh. girls. They love it so much. Yes. They love and, oh my God. Yeah, and it's like not engagement that we get on Instagram so or cute. Facebook. Um, so like that's just a lot of fun and like how we're able to reach like our actual intended audience uh, on TikTok. Um, so it's really fun to like make it work there and then just, you know, and then you can bring that on Instagram too because like our followers like that too, you know, some 
it's I don't know. It's been a really interesting conference for me, um, just in terms of like what works and what we can keep doing. I was gonna say the biggest thing is that also since we do like we do survey our students and the kinds of things that they like when it comes to what they want, how they want to be advertised to by us, like what kind of social medias they have. And a lot of them only have TikTok because they're so like our demographic is does range younger with starting at the age of nine. Um, so they're like not on Instagram. They're not on Facebook because like parental controls and like age appropriateness and all of that. So a lot of them only have TikTok and will only see what we're doing through that or if their parents show them their thing, like our posts. And so if their parents aren't like, look at what they're posting, look at this video, do you want to go? They won't really know about it. Um, and so that's been like the really cool part is like we're getting all silly goofy with the trends to like promote our stuff. And that's exactly what our students are like able to see and care about because that's how they're looking for us. So I just think they've been doing a great job with it because case in point, our students are commenting on all of our videos. Yeah, it's actually really interesting. <laughs> I forgot there's people yeah, listening to this. And it's, not just it's really interesting. Yeah, and please follow I've us on doing... TikTok. <laughs> I've been doing this for two years, you know, so it's it's been interesting to also see like I've been how many conferences is like five. So it's it's interesting to see the differences in how we've marketed, you know, like it's it's really interesting. This is different. Like I've always wanted to do TikToks, but I've never had like the opportunity to be like, okay, let's let's do it. Like, let's put everything in it, you know, find these trends. But it is also hard because we have to find the trends that are educationally appropriate for the kids, you know, and that can be a challenge when- And also like make the video quick enough yeah. before the trend dies. Exactly. And also that fitting it like in this posting schedule thing. Uh, I think for me personally, it, it is like just finding the content that's or like making the content relevant to what we're doing. Um, cause sometimes I see trends and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do that so badly. Like the other day <laughs> when Harry Styles posted that picture of himself with like the One Direction t-shirt, you know, like everyone was using that. And I was like, how do I make this relevant? And sometimes it's hard because like, like genuinely, like how, how do we make that relevant? And sometimes it, it's hard because you can't, and you really want to do something. Um, but I think that's also like, kind of like the fun part of it. Cause like Frankie and I like literally will just be sending TikToks to each other, like all the time we're like, like, how do we make this work? How do we make this work? Um, and I think we've been able to do it. And it's just, I, I don't know. It's been like my favorite part of the conference is uh, trying to like just make it silly and funny for, you know, for our students in general. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes, very silly and goofy. It's very much us. It is really cool. You guys have come up with some hilarious and, like, really, really quick turnarounds for, like, the mic one, the, like, Stranger Things mic one, that one. So, are there any social... It's so good. It's so funny. Uh, but on that, are there any social... Sorry, no, because every time we make something, I sit there and watch it for, like, ten minutes, and I'm like, this is so funny. Like, every single time. No, it's so good. It gets better. <laughs> are there any social media platforms you guys tried in earlier conferences i want to hear from the people that have been here maybe a little bit longer like beatrice and just like they weren't getting the engagement it just wasn't happening or any marketing endeavors that were a flop that you learned from 
Let's see. Uh, I feel like that's it's kind of like a hard one because I, I think with Frankie, Frankie and I have been in the in Latinitas around at the same time. So we, she's seen it all. Um, but I, I definitely like same with Frankie. I wanted to be like I wanted to like have videos on TikTok because we were like, that's where our students are. Um, I think it's just a lot of just trying to figure out where our audience is. Um, and I think with TikTok, we found them, which is, it's really cool to see them like commenting and like getting excited about it and just kind of like letting them know that this is like a cool opportunity and like, we're not lame. <laughs> we can, we can kind of like they can join a program <laughs> um so yeah i think it's i think one of the biggest um challenges is again the english barrier so we really try to one a lot of the things that we tried is like obviously we don't want to make like super long captions but also we want to get we want to do the english and the spanish version and um i think with the conferences that's kind of like what we um dealt with like how do we get those people um and also i feel like i mean i'm sure Alondra can speak more in that in like the analytics but there's like different audiences all over um like for instagram or facebook even like or linkedin uh so just trying to figure out um who to reach out like how to reach out to them like i know for linkedin that's where we go for mostly our speakers and our volunteers or committee members things like that so it's if anything i think that's what we learned throughout the whole time it's like where do we go to kind of like reach the, the the specific audience that we want? So again, it was very exciting with TikTok for this one. I I love it. I think it needed it needed this. Yeah. I think also TikTok is really fun, but it's not for lack of trying. I think we tried like when Instagram was doing reels, and you could kind of extend it a little bit. There was like one time I think Beatriz did. Um, a reel for one of the conferences in Spanish and it blew up like our analytics had never seen that before and so it was also trying to figure out like maybe if we do it early in the day or maybe if we do it later at night when the kids are out of like school or like right before they go to bed or like just something that could kind of like just work with the algorithm a little bit and so it was always kind of like okay well let's try this next time and it's just like a lot of trying like trial and error of really what works and what doesn't and I think TikTok is the most um, collaborative way to engage with the students because before it was like, well, sometimes our, our students are not allowed to have Instagram or Facebook, like any of these profiles that are being set up. But TikTok just seems like there's also an educational side to it. So maybe that's how they kind of get away with it. But it's also just trying to figure out like, how can we do that without all of the other like captions and links and, you know, doing all of those other things that we do on our other platforms and just finding a way for the, the kids to be engaged. Like when you're watching the video, you have to like see and know what you're like, what we're kind of like telling, like this, this, the story that we're trying to tell. Right. And so, but it's also just a fun way for them to just get involved also. And just kind of like word of mouth as well versus just like seeing it at school or um, flyers that they get sent home or something. I think it's like a really fun way. So a lot of trial and error for it to be like as successful. And um, I think the TikToks is what's kind of like been the most exciting part, I think, for all of us, even on staff to see. It's like I see it on my on my for you page. Or I see it um, when I like follow y'all. And so it's just really funny, like <laughs> just all of the trends, like just finding so many different ways to follow those trends um, that speak to our 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 programming is really fun. Um, and also just kind of adding on to it, 
I feel like on TikTok, like Alondra and Frankie have been very creative that it, it it's more so of like people are just like scrolling to TikTok and they found a funny TikTok and they're like, oh, what's Latinitas? And then they find out about us. Um, and that's been really nice rather than like on Instagram and Facebook, they usually already follow us and know who we are. So I feel like it's a really cool way to get new um a new audience and like find find them i know like alondra did the taylor swift tiktok back with future chica and that blew up and that was so much fun um and then there we got a lot of people like i remember reading the comments and like what is latinitas and so that was really awesome to see yeah i just i think oh sorry i was just gonna say the algorithm is crazy and sometimes we just get lucky um and like even if you like you really want to recreate like something that got like a lot of engagement sometimes it just you just got really lucky that first time which is I think is like the hardest part about it all um but yeah I I just wanted to to mention or like put that in there too them's like super unpredictable and it'll just shoot out what like (laughs) you'll just strike gold one day okay so last question on marketing what has been your favorite promotional thing that you guys have gotten to do like your favorite promo or your favorite like tiktok reel whatever that you were able to do for any of the conferences if there's like something that stands out i think i i have a couple i really like the one uh with mike from stranger things i think that's like one of the first tiktoks we put out for the conference that one was just so funny to me i cannot tell you how many times i rewatched it because it just made me laugh every single time um and then uh i really liked this other promo video that we did it had like a search engine type box thing and it was like what is eco chica and then it like the B-roll was all from like sort of uh, San Antonio and we had like like ele- like nature elements in it. I really liked that one as well. And um, we also did another one with like an ice spice uh, audio that like really made me laugh for a long time um, because the office was just talking about ice spice for a while that week. And then I was like, mm, I know what I'm going to do. Uh, so that one makes me giggle a lot too. <laughs> I was just wondering It's like that? the two hit wonder yeah. one. Yeah, that one. Yeah that one yeah yeah that one (laughs) that one makes me giggle a lot too (laughs) but they're so simple like exactly it took like two seconds did we post the the lightning mcqueen already the lightning mcqueen one where he's like that's my favorite (laughs) oh wait that one's my favorite favorite. because that's really how it feels when you're at the conference and you're just like running around and it's like oh my god finally the three four months of my life has been worth it because they're they're doing it and they're excited and it just really does feel especially when you're like watching them pitch you're like yes but i like that one which one were you gonna mention ashley Oh, the um, the one of the two dogs, and it's like yeah. me and my bestie on the way to Eco Chica. <laughs> yeah. That one was fun to make. Yeah, yeah. I also really liked how we um, introduced like the speakers with like the FaceTime call. Um, I thought that was a lot of fun too, um, just because I. 
like I mentioned, like the other conference, like I like the videos were already there. And I was like, oh, like, how can we make this different and like make it fun? Um, and I also I mean, our comms interns are great. And they're the ones who came up with the questions to ask the speakers. So it was fun to like ask the speakers different questions besides just like, oh, like what is Latinitas or like something like that. Just make it more fun and relevant to the conference and its theme in specific. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what TikToks yes, I, I like. Them. I like all of them because I make all of them. <laughs> um, but I think specifically, <laughs> like good. the Zoolander one was pretty funny. Like and just because I like Zoolander. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I, I think I just like all. I, I'm biased. Sorry, guys. Makes sense. It's also the beauty of yes. just like, trying to updo like the next one and just trying to get mm-hmm. better every time to kind of. Um, to outdo yourself in the next one but this like I feel like it just started really so I think they're all kind of really great um, so I can't wait to see like what else we can do for our other programming mm-hmm. as well yeah definitely tailored to it so I guess we're on to the next part which is the execution part so first question is once everything is like planned and organized what happens at the so, conference like the day-to-day like the rundown <laughs> of the day-to-day like the whole day yeah, Basically, like the day. Um, staff gets there at like 8 in the morning, sometimes a little earlier, and we're all right awake and ready. And anywhere between 8.45 to like 10 a.m., like our students are arriving. Um, they're getting dropped off by their parents. They're getting signed in. They're getting sent to their, to their teams, their mentors, which we've already like pre-set up. That way we don't have to worry about it. Um, and they kind of just are getting to know each other, starting to be like, what's happening? I don't know what's going on. Um, we leave out like the curriculum for them. So that way, if they're like curious of like, what am I going to do today and want to know beforehand, since they don't really know their actual like schedule before that day, we leave it out so they can look at it pretty much at 10 a.m. We like start, we have an MP usually who like is the one who speaks and tells all of the students like what time we have for this and who's speaking. Um, and we start off with our keynote speaker and they talk all about like what they do in their career, um, do like an inspirational story, all of that good stuff. Um, and they'll have five speakers in total, including the keynote speaker that they'll have periodically throughout the day. Um, and in between those speakers, they'll get um, workshop time with their mentors who are amazing volunteers that come and like give their whole Saturday away. Um for our students to help them build their businesses um, because they're adults who have like worked in the field or have built businesses before work in tech uh, and kind of give them more insight on the things that they don't fully comprehend yet and help them really, really bridge that, that barrier of like, well, I don't know how to budget yet. So like, how do, how do I do that? Can you help me? And that's basically their day. Like every other hour is either like a speaker group or it's building their business and working on it. Um, and then we'll do like a midday activity usually where they like do something a little different so that they can get out of the main mindset for like 45 minutes of like building that. Um, and towards the end of the day, it'll be like three o'clock. That's when they're like, all right, it's time. It's been done. They've been going out since 10. Here's my business. And they will pitch it to a panel of judges who are also volunteers who are usually coming from our, our sponsors, um, who can come and see like the kind of work that our students have done. That way they can see where what they've achieved with their with their donation that all of the teams will pitch um the judges will decide on the first second and third place a group of girls will win and that's the whole day it just it goes by really really fast um but it also feels eternal um 
but it's just basically just them them grinding <laughs> it's i think it's really awesome to see at the end of the day the projects that they created because like i think i did something similar when i was in college and i mean it's like creating that took me the whole semester with like a bunch of other people and it's like i don't know i'm talking to other people that have volunteered for this and that they have their own business they're always amazed at the students too because they're always like well this is this is what I do, this is my job, and like having them created in such a short span at the age of nine or 10, 11, it's really amazing to see. And um, just kind of like the poise and how they take this so seriously is so cool to see. Like they go and pitch it and um, they have like everything that we ask them to do in the curriculum. And um, yeah, it's really awesome. And it really like touches your heart to see like them really trying and cheering each other on, like all the other teams clap and um, their mentors are super proud of them. And I, I it honestly is my favorite part of every, every conference because it just puts everything together. And um, yeah, they get to like go home and have that awesome experience and it's nice. <laughs> It's awesome. Yeah, I think it's always fun to see like what the students come up with. Like, like I there's one that always has stuck out to me, and it's crazy because it, it is related to Eco Chica, but it's like before this was even a thing. The vertical garden, like there was one that they they just decided they wanted to make a garden going up, and I was just like, okay, that makes total sense. Like, it's really wild. Like I've seen skincare brands, I've seen so like so many different types of brands and it's like where do these like where do these kids come up with this like they're they're really the smartest little beings i've ever met in my entire life i don't think i've met anything anybody smarter than our students um i'm fully convinced they're going to change the world but that's also kind of the reason that we decided to do the theme of eco chica was like even when we weren't doing eco chica they were always kind of thinking about being sustainable and how are they going to make the planet better in the future because they're still in it. Um, and that's just something they've always wanted to do and they've always felt very passionately about. So we just, we knew that this was what they wanted. So we really tried to give them, basically give them more tools and more information about it. That way they can really keep it going when they leave us at the end of yeah, the day. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so specifically for eco chica like what would a parent like if i were a parent like what would i expect bringing my child to eco chica like i know we talked a lot about like what it even is but like i guess what can from a parent's perspective aspect but um also like sustainability is a huge like thing that is really gaining traction especially in like the tech and media world, which is also why like our sponsors are really passionate about this conference. That aligns with, with their new missions as well of just really helping the planet out. Um, and just having the students learn ways even that they don't, even if they don't build a business in the next year after the conference is over, they're gonna leave with something to like take home and be like, this is how I'm gonna be sustainable at home with my family. Um, and then the parent will be able to help the students do that at home. That's that's what I think. I don't know, Bibbis, if you want to add to that. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously everything Mia said, and I think it also, um, yeah, like if even if you don't grow up to have you, your own business, I think it's great exposure. Like maybe, 
a student that goes in, they learn that they really, really want to be an entrepreneur when they grow up and that's like the path that they want to do. Or maybe you go in and they're like, mm, this is not for me, but this is a great experience. Um, another thing is all of our speakers and the mentors and uh, the volunteers that help us out in different ways it's such great exposure for our students because they get to meet all these professionals um, that look like them that want to help them out um, that um, they're willing to sit down and explain to them their careers and then they're exposed to all of this. Um, I feel like this is something that I didn't have when I was younger. I didn't know all of these careers. I feel like there's only like you can only be like a teacher or a doctor or a lawyer um, and you you learn so many different things um, at just coming to this because I mean kids are curious and you start asking questions and you start bonding with your mentors so it really exposes you to a lot of that and I really hope that a student that goes to the conference comes with comes out with like that knowledge of like oh I could be that person one day I can pursue that career um, let me look into that a little bit more um, so yeah that's that's the main thing with me for the conferences and just hopefully they, they get to maybe learn about our other programming like Cochica which where they learn how to program we just have so many different ones and I just hope that they maybe stay with us for our other programs and grow with us um, but yeah, that's the, that's the the beauty of the conference that they get to just kind of get a taste of what Latinitas is about. Yes, I think from it's so funny. I always think about that from like the parents perspective of, you know, I'm pretty sure they're the ones that kind of told them about this opportunity and signed them up for it. You know, it's like um, a nine to five conference. So it's not an easy feat to do like school full time Monday through Friday. And then you're also kind of spending another educational day on a Saturday. So I think from the parents perspective, you're dropping off your student at this conference and you don't really know what's happening. You're not there. You don't see it. And then you pick them up and they've like created, like Frankie was saying, a skincare business. They've created, you know, like an app from start to finish. And it's it's so wild because those students can take a lot of those elements. And like we were saying, like a lot of the things that they learn, I didn't e I wasn't even exposed to that until I was like in high school and college, like a SWOT analysis, like all of those different things that they're learning about, like all of these like like threats and opportunities and like the financial aspect, too. If you're going to sell a product like you're thinking about how much it's going to take to start it, to sell it, to buy it, to like replenish and all of those different aspects and they get to just like have all of those elements and just be exposed to that at such a young age that way if they were to want to pursue that some of these girls are even actually entrepreneurs themselves right now they sell like their own products through etsy online instagram like at school you know all of those different elements and so just kind of like adding on to that and also kind of taking that with them at such a young age um you know they could be the next ceos of certain companies as we grow older so i think that from, from the pers parents perspective it's like oh i'm just dropping off my student to have a fun day at a conference on a saturday but really you know so hopefully these students are taking those um you know those elements with them into you know their early professional career essentially yeah, like going off with what Ashley said, um, like a lot of our students come in already with like a business idea or they already have like their own business on Etsy or um, and then like if they win, they put that money to like their Etsy business or something. And um, another thing with like the conference is for me, it's letting them know that 
they can pursue these things and it's like I feel like when you're younger you have so many ideas and so many things that you want to do and then sometimes for whatever reason maybe like an adult or maybe your friends kind of like burst that bubble and then you're kind of like well I guess I can't be a business owner like who do I think I am or whatever like all those things that just go with childhood and being a teenager and even as an adult really um but what we we want to have with those conferences is that hey like keep keep going at it keep pursuing that like you you can become the next ceo like ashley said like you um there's people here rooting for you and people that are willing to help you out and um yeah just hope uh we, we hope for them to succeed I was just going to say, I think a word to describe it all would be confidence. I think these conferences are a perfect way for our students to gain that confidence because they are going up there and we are giving them a mic and we are telling them to pitch their whole product to us. Um, and I think personally, like that's what like one of my favorite parts is like seeing their personality shine through while they're presenting their pitches to us. Um, I know when I was younger, my mom was like always looking for ways to like break me out of my shell. Um, her way of doing that was like putting me in dance. <laughs> but I think this is like such a, I, I would have much preferred like this just because like I was, I would have been surrounded with like people who look like me. And I think that's like, the cultural part of it and like the confidence and like growing confident in your own skin and like seeing that it's like, you know, it's okay to, you know, look the way you look and it's okay to not look like everyone else. Um, it's just kind of, it's very empowering. And I think I would, I think that's what parents uh, should expect is like just their student to like really gain self-confidence at the end of the day or at the end of the conference. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I agree. That's like one word. Perfect. Um, how, okay, so how involved are you? Like, what are y'all roles each day? Like, what do y'all do? I know I have my own role every time. So what do y'all do? Like, yeah, um, I mean, I think Mia and I work really closely together. Um, I like Mia's like Igo Chica is her baby. She's like spearheading this. Um, and then me as like the program manager, um, I've have, I've done uh, some conferences also, and so kind of just um, facilitating and helping Mia out with anything uh, that she needs. Uh, if there's like any roadblocks um, or things that I've I've seen in the past that have worked or have not worked. Um, so that's that's really me, like being there for Mia, being like her support um, and helping her out with any any conferences the day of. I am Mia's assistant. I am gonna be running around with my little clipboard, the same as her, and just helping her out as much as I can with everything. Uh, but yeah, that's that's mostly my my role with um, a lot of the conferences that we have. Also, a big thing is like working with um, communications and working with development and engagement on like sponsors, helping Mia out, and all of that. So it's 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 a little bit of everything. But I don't know, Mia, if you want to go into your role. Yeah. So this. This is my baby. This is my first um, conference in this role, like my first like large Saturday conference. Um, I'm very excited, but a lot of it is going to be just making sure that we are on schedule. Um, a lot of it is just making sure that everybody is where everybody needs to be at each time, especially because um, in this like space that Atlassian is letting us be in, we are using multiple floors, we're using multiple rooms. Um, our teams are really going to get split up. They're not going to kind of just be in the one room. 
all day long, which we've had in other conferences in different spaces. Um, so a lot of it's just making sure like we don't lose any heads, we don't lose any chickens, like all of our children are in one space, all of our volunteers are in the space we need to be. Uh, we're not falling 10, 20 minutes behind because our speakers also are on a schedule of like, they're here for this specific time slot. And if they have other things they need to go about at the end of the day, after their time is over, we got to make sure it's on time. Um, so a lot of it is just like logistically making sure that everything that needs to happen in that nine to five period um, does happen. Uh, and then if there's any like issues where it's like there's a tech problem or like a student needs to go home or a student came late, like just basically anything that could I kind of believe in Murphy's law, um, which is anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Um, and so my job is to fight Murphy, um, basically the whole day of the conference <laughs> and make sure that nothing goes wrong so that our students can have the best day. Hey, that was too funny. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in Murphy's law. It's a theater joke. It's a theater joke. Um, Everything's gonna go well. <laughs> no, yeah, because because I have preemptively fought we should, Murphy. So we should make perfect. a TikTok of me fighting Murphy. <laughs> like choose your fighter. Throwing hands. Throwing hands with Murphy's law. <laughs> no, I want to turn that um, into a meme. But yeah, that's essentially my job. <laughs> I don't know if that answered the question. Um, I think for me, like my favorite part about working with this team is um, we are very supportive of each other. I like sometimes I, I may feel like a little overwhelmed, but I'm like, I don't need to like feel that way because I have so many people helping me out. Um, and I think it's like it's really helped me because I'm the type of person who doesn't like to ask for help. But, you know, I think I really like have learned like hey like we have this team we have all these amazing people like just ask the question and most of the times it's like the answer is like right there um I think that's like my favorite part about working with the team but I think for me in specific what I like really want to do is like make the conference look pretty as like because like I know the conference it's going to be great but I just want to portray that to like everyone else like hey like this is going to be awesome and that's why you should come um, so I think like that's for me that's that's what I've been like really focusing on and it's been great like working with like with Mia and like I think Mia and I like work to like really well together because we'll just like throw each other ideas and we'll be like yes do that yes do that and like sometimes there's deadlines and you can't meet the deadlines because things come up that you can't you can't help and it it's really nice to not feel scared to be like, hey, I can't meet this deadline because this and this happened because we're all super understanding. And sometimes you can't help, you know, things not not working out in the deadline that you created. And then for me, um, I think, you know, even though we all kind of work collectively three months in advance to say, hey, you focus on this, you focus on that. When we get to the day of, we're all wearing multiple hats. Like we're all tech support. We're all, you know, uh, at the front greeting. We're all handling the food. We're all handling like all of these different elements. So, um, you know, hats off to all of the party planners in the world because it's like no easy feat. Like we barely do like, you know, certain elements of it, but to have one person like solidify a whole event. I mean, I just don't know how they do it. Um, so I really love that we all kind of just like collaboratively work together and we all put in the effort to make sure that it runs successfully. 
um, for me personally, it's like a running joke that I'm just like either taking the food or like dropping off the food or doing something. <laughs> so the food is always going to be with me. Um, so it's like just making sure that de deliveries get there on time, like breakfast is served, like lunch is served, um, making sure that, you know, um, volunteers are being greeted. All of our speakers are coming in on time, making sure that they have and know and direct it into like the right way. Um, and so just making sure that everybody, everything is like kind of running smoothly, but we're all like tech support or we're all just like, you know, you know, helping the mentors or anything like that. So um, there's a lot of different elements, but we all like bring it to life. And that's why I'm so like honored. And it's such a privilege to work with the team um, here at Latinitas, just because it's like, we're always going to have each other's backs and it's always going to go smoothly because we have the mission at mind. And we always want to make sure that it's, um, it's represented in that way for the girls and for our partners and for the parents and everybody, um, everybody involved. It's really the most important to us. <laughs> um, what sorry. Do you at the conference? Sometimes I don't know how to respond to things, so. Um, but no, I think that it's just like a really big collaborative day. Like, it's just hard to put it in one sentence. It's just a mess. It's a happy mess. It's a happy mess, honestly. I love it with all of my heart. Those days, I don't get much sleep the night before. I, I will tell you that. And it's, yeah, like I just, but it's so rewarding though. It's rewarding to go back to and look at everything that we've done, you know, because I, I, I get to do that every day. I get to look at all the footage and all of the memories that we've made at these conferences. It's, it's truly special. Like, I, I can't even explain it. Um, so visually, it's fun to just capture it, you know, and that's changed within the last few years, like the last year, especially like now. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to like continue that with all of y'all. So I always look forward to the videos, Frankie, for sure. I'm always like, I feel like it's always running around and I'm like, I'll see it I'll put together in a video. I'm always looking forward to that because I think you capture it really well. <laughs> I'll fill up the gaps in my memory with the video. <laughs> Y'all are the best. No, not yet. Now we're all going to just Aww. cry. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now we're going to cry. cry. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a great team. I think, yeah, you guys are really awesome. And I always feel like I can count on every single one of you guys, which is really nice. Yeah. I agree. So first of all, before even getting to this part, what's been the most rewarding part? Or maybe it was that working together. But what's been the most rewarding part of planning Eco Chica thus far? The TikToks, the memories, the meetings. Um, I think, and this is this is something we haven't super touched on a ton. I I feel very happy about the committee that we brought in of volunteers that helped us make the conference. It is almost exclusively new committee members and volunteers. I think we only have about two repeats of people who have worked with us before on other conferences. Everyone else is brand new, has is new to the conference, new to Latinitas, and it's an all-female committee, um, including the staff members. So I, I think it's been really cool getting to like bring them and make them a part of this process and have basically they, a lot of them sought us out and was like, how do I provide my time for y'all? Like, I want to be a part of this. And so I think it's been really rewarding to see like volunteers who are super passionate about the mission and about the work um, be brought into the process. Um, and I think it's 
so cool because they're like all friends now, like outside of the committee. Like they are friends who like text each other, who don't work in the same fields and didn't know each other before volunteering here. And it's kind of cool to see basically how the mission brings so many people together in different aspects of life. Like we all feel really, really passionately about the mission and we all work together and basically our friends outside of work. Um, and all of our students like develop like lifelong friendships and the committee is developing lifelong friendships. And I just am really happy that like the things that we do really make people excited to like be here and um, make them happy and that they're meeting people that they care about through us. That's my thing. I was just going to say for me, I think it's been really nice to kind of have been giving like creative freedom during this conference and um, just like really like put like my own little spin on it I think that's been a lot of fun and then uh, just uh, like I also want to mention that our committee members are just awesome like we meet them once a week and it's just it's great to hear their ideas and sometimes like you know there is a lot on our plates and it's really nice to know that we have like more people there to support us and help us out and just make this conference even better Um, so that's personally been my favorite part um, of this whole process. I guess for me, um, it's like a whole experience too, like being part of the conference in a different perspective um, and just like seeing Mia take it on and um, just kind of like passing the baton and just kind of like seeing how she like makes it her own has been really um, exciting for me. And it's been really cool to see like her ideas and just how everything's going to come out. Like I'm really proud of Mia. I think she's really awesome and she's taking it on. And like I have no doubt it's going to go well and if anything goes down we're all going to be there so that's why I'm not I'm not worried like it's it's going to be fine um, I'm gonna cry that's so nice we're all gonna fight Murphy if like something goes oh. down because like we're all team because we're all team Mia so <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just it's just been really nice to be part of it in a different perspective and just kind of see how it's gonna go and again like the committee has been really awesome and just yeah I'm excited and it's gonna be great then for me um I think yeah I think the most exciting part about planning because I also have seen quite a few different conferences um in my time here and so I think each one of them is always different every time we try to think about like you know what went well last time and what you know we could kind of do again this time it's like it's always different it's always going to change and (laughs) Murphy always loves to come and play like the day of and so (laughs) so it's always just trying to like pivot and make sure that it's it's going well but the part of the planning yes it's really we rely on the committee I know I just said I love working with this team but it's also great to have outside perspective and like have other people and other connections and different industries that are really passionate about what we do that want to be involved and find a way to help us so we've had them you know reach out to the local businesses reach out to their you know like to find speakers and to find people that can help us with like decorations or prizes or anything like that and so that's always been like the most special part is just being able to kind of rely on other people as well even though they're just doing it out of like the goodness of their hearts they just want to see the mission you know excel and and see this conference for what it is and so that's always been like the most um the most fun part is just being able to like work together with them as well um something that i just remembered because ashley mentioned that it's just the running joke that she's always takes care of like the food and the stuff uh one of the very first conferences and i didn't even know about it so this kind of just comes back to how amazing the team is um 
something happened with the food and for lunch and I didn't know until like the food arrived because Ashley and like everybody else I was taking care of it were like don't even mention it to Beatriz or she'll freak out and mention it until like it's over until we'll figure it we figure it out so I always like that always stays with me and I think that's a lot of us and like a lot of like everybody's like work ethic here that it's like they take it on as their own and they're very much like I'll fix it like I can I can fix it and I'll deal with it um we don't have to go and kind of like tell somebody to do it for us so I think that's it's really really nice and I always appreciate that of the team so okay so let's imagine it happened eco chica happened my last question before we get to like cute fun ones all right everything went well everything went amazing do you guys have any follow-up with people like do you guys do any follow-up with people that attended the conference and how does that work if you were a kid, if you were a person there, key speaker, anything, Mia, go. So we have two different processes. We have one for staff and volunteers and like committee members. And then we have one for our students. So at every conference, we do like a pre-survey, which is like what they're doing while they're waiting for their whole teams to show up in that hour. Uh, it's like a Google form where we ask a bunch of questions about like the things that they know and like see just like general information about the things that we're going to touch on through the conference day. Um, and then at the end of the conference, um, like during pitching time in between like transitional periods from like one team to another, they're also doing like a post survey. So they're doing the, basically the same survey they did that morning. Um, but just a couple of hours later, now that they've actually experienced the conference and kind of give basically so we can see like how supported did they feel? What did they like a lot? What did they not like? Um, what kind of feedback can they give so that we can make it better? They're very good at giving feedback. Uh, our students are very honest. They will not they will not be like, oh, well, that's not important. Like everything is important to them about their experience and they will share it. And that's like what makes these conferences better is they will tell us everything. They will be like, this was the best and this was the worst. And this was the thing that I think could be better. And I think it could be better this way. Um, and I think that's it's really helpful. Um, but we also sent out like a similar kind of document to like our committees and staff of just being like, it's over. Thank you for everything that you did. Like, what do you think for the next one to be better? And we really do take those into consideration for every conference. And that's why every time it's a better process because <laughs> we really, really do, really do use that. We are yeah. not afraid of criticism because it's what makes the thing better yeah. for our students. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool that we do that. Okay, so now, so now the fun conference question. over. Fun questions. Frankie, go. So the first question. Um, I'm excited. All, I know, I'm, I'm so excited for this question. We all have something, or y'all all have something coming up. I'm not included in this. I'm the only one in this little group that is not going to the Taylor Swift concerts. Um, my question is, is what is your favorite Taylor Swift era, or what Taylor Swift era are you? I'm, I'm very much in my reputation era right now. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, I think I'm always, for the rest of my life, going to be in my folklore and evermore era. I don't think I'm ever, ever going to leave that era. No matter how hard I try, I just don't think it's ever going to happen. I think, I think I'm in my reputation era, but I'm at like the, the middle towards the end when she starts getting soft again, when the music starts changing, when she's not going as hard. I think I'm in that part. Where I, I'm, it's starting to be over. Like I'm starting to go back to my lover era because I was in my lover era. But then I had to be in my reputation era for a little while. I had to let it happen. So that's where I'm at. I'm like when reputation starts becoming, when the snake becomes the butterfly. That's what's happening. 
I love a good Sad Girl album, so I think I'm always in my Speak Now era, like Justice for Speak Now on the Eras tour. So there's that, but I would love to be in my Lover era. I also love like that time also. So, you know, I want that era to come sooner rather than later. So... I am, I might be really basic because it just came out, but I really do feel like Midnight's era, like sad girl moments, but like really trying not to let it get me. Karma, we could talk about it, but Karma, that was a song that I was really listening to for no reason in particular in the last few months. So that, <laughs> I really, really love that song. And um, yeah, I just, I really, really vibe with that message. I feel like it was really, really a good Midnight's moment. On, this, <laughs> on the same thought, but so like Frankie can relate a little more. What's your latest favorite guilty pleasure TV show? All of you. Love is Blind. Oh, it got so good already. Five episodes just, in. <laughs> I just started watching it today. For what? Love is Blind. Oh. That's like the wildest premise to any love show. I love it. Is it a reality show? Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't watch those. What do you watch, Frankie, other than the Astros? The Office. Uh, the Office. Right <laughs> now I'm watching The Nanny. Oh, that's a good show. Right now. I want to watch oh, The Last of Us. Yeah. But... Watch The Last of Us. The Last of Us watch is it. so good. God, I it's love it. It's so good. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Drag Race, but it's not a guilty pleasure. I've been watching a lot of Drag Race, though. I went through six episodes last night. Like, a lot of Drag Race. I did start watching um, a show on HBO Max called Unveiled, and it's about um, that cult, La Luz del Mundo. I started watching it with my mom. It's really good. Um, they've done some wild stuff, y'all. I also live next door to the Austin Church, um, which is why I started watching it. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this exciting episode of Unrepresented. We'd love to express our deepest gratitude towards our amazing co-workers, Beatrice, our programs manager, Mia, our programs coordinator, Alondra, our communications coordinator, and Ashley, our development coordinator. We hope you learned a little something about Latinitas and what it takes to run one of our signature conferences. We hope to see you at Eco Chica this weekend, April 29th, or we'll catch you on the next episode of Unrepresented.